You are listening to Water Flying, a show dedicated to all things seaplanes. Brought to you by the Seaplane Pilots Association. My name is Steve McCoy. I'm the executive director of the Seaplane Pilots Association, which is the world's largest nonprofit advocacy organization dedicated to the protection and promotion of the water flying community. Climb aboard! We're about to start today's episode. Well, welcome. We have an awesome show for you today and a free offer. So stay tuned. Our guest is Brad Fuller, who is literally Captain Fantastic, the resident photographer for SPA. And I'm joined again by Abby Kellett. Good to be back, Steve. So, Brad, as the photographer for SPA, you've filmed educational seaplane videos, fundraising videos, you've shot magazine and promotional material for the SPA, and just so much more. I mean, what we were looking at earlier, you have an amazing resume. So welcome. Thank you for being here. Well, thanks. Um, I'm pretty happy to be here in your new headquarters at Winter Haven's Gilbert Field, which is where I learned to fly back in 1969. So this is a good spot for me to be. There you go. Thanks for having me. Hopefully we have a new building across the field here sometime soon. I'm looking forward to that. That's another video that we we didn't talk about. That is. (laughs) Next time. Next time. That's exactly right. So you and I have never met. So nice to meet you, finally. Nice to meet you, too. Heard a lot. Um, so I'd love a little backstory. You know, how did you end up with the SBA as their resident photographer and videographer? Mm-hmm. Well, um, it goes back quite a ways. Uh, I think my first involvement with SBA was probably year one, 1972, with Dave Quam and, and uh, Jay Fry. Uh, my brother Mike and I, Mike's both my flying partner and my business partner. I kind of followed him into aviation, but uh, but he and Jay Fry were, were close friends, very close friends, and flew a lot together. And we went to a lot of the events, Greenville, Speculator, uh, of course, Sun and Fun, Oshkosh, places like that. <clears throat> and uh, But going back that far with uh, Dave Quam, who was your first executive director of the or, and founder, put, yeah. put, it, put it together, Dave and I had an interesting connection in that his day job was working for EUE screen gyms in New York City and he was a colorist uh, flying the what we call the rank Centel flying spot scanner back then and interestingly enough I was um, EUE screen gyms Florida uh, location scout so I did a lot of work for EUE at the same time Dave was working with EUE and then when we got together made the connection with the seaplane thing we had already had another connection going so uh uh, so it goes it goes back that far, and we used to just go to a lot of the events, and um, uh, Brother Mike and I would take, we were always in the film business, and uh, or photography, and, but we'd always take cameras, and we just accumulated a lot of uh, footage uh, for, for seaplanes and started cutting some of that together and using it for promotional purposes in the early days of Seaplane Pilots Association. That's neat. So you joined as a member, so you got involved with SBA as a member, but then that sort of evolved you filled the need of, you know, we can do videography. We do photography. Let's fill the need for this organization. That's pretty neat. Well, it, it actually kind of came came the other way. We, we were just interested in the seaplanes and like to take pictures of them. And so so as we did that, we got more and more involved. And, and I, I'm not even sure in the earliest days we were even members, but we were contributors. Uh, yeah. You know, but we quickly became members. I 
I got my uh, uh, single engine land in uh, 1969, and I think I got my single engine C in probably 72. And that's probably about somewhere in there is when I joined originally uh, and became a member. But it was hand in hand with doing the photography and the and the uh, the film work. Uh, now, of course, we say video, but back then it was all film. Interesting, interesting. Wow, just how you've bonded those two things together. Well, it it, it worked out. It worked out well. Um, you know, we I, I love photography and film work, and I love airplanes and boats, and uh, the the boats and the airplanes have all tied together nicely for us over the years as well. So that's a lot of our clients. Uh, I. I uh, uh, legacy company is Florida Film and Tape, and a lot of our clients are in the marine industry and the aviation industry, and it's just uh, they, they kind of go hand in hand. As we were talking earlier, a lot of a lot of pilots are also boat owners, and a lot of uh, uh, um, there's there's a, a nice connection. There's a nice crossover. There, yeah, right? I think most of our members that own seaplanes probably have a propensity to own boats, and I think that's something we see. Yeah, I think so. so too. You know, what kind of airplanes have you flown lately? You and I have done quite a bit of flying. Uh, what kind of seaplane flying have you been doing uh, recently? Well, I, I'm a, a partner in a um, Super Cub on uh, uh, Whipline Amphibs, uh, which you've seen. I think it's, uh, oh, yeah. I think it's, we've photographed it and photographed <laughs> from it and of it, et cetera, et cetera. But um, so that's my, uh, that's my primary seaplane flying. I am getting involved with, um, uh, super petrol uh that's a uh, i have an uh, advertising marketing agency that handles super petrol and um uh, one of the uh benefits of that is i'm going to get to fly that airplane i've only flown that one once so far yeah so that's another whole story because uh the super petrol um it's been kind of flying under the radar with us but uh we had the progressive aerodyne sea ray for our long term first long-term test airplane and uh, soon we will be making an announcement, maybe in the direction of a super petrol. Well, if that happens, and I, I would suspect I'll be one of the pilots helping you guys ferry that airplane around the country. I believe so. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. It's a great little airplane, by the way. And by the way, like everyone is like already queuing in. You know, if you need another pilot, right. I was like, I think we've got that covered. <laughs> I don't know. Careful what you say, you know, we might all just get busy. <laughs> Maybe it's and, a good thing there's a list then. Yeah, Abby wants to be on that list, I know. So does Peter. Oh, no, no. <laughs> yes, desperately. It's a nice airplane to photograph, too. Yeah. Good-looking airplane. So we've had some good times uh, flying all over. We've done uh, work on, on many different airplanes, and we did a trip uh, a while back to the Bahamas, which was pretty cool. That was pretty an epic seaplane trip. Yeah, that was that was cool. We uh, shooting out of your cub with you as my photo pilot. Uh, there was a different word I was going to use, but I'm probably <laughs> not going to. <clears throat> um, <laughs> but uh, 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 that was that was pretty great. The you know, um, uh, I'm glad we didn't have to use those big feet and get them wet in the salt water for you. you know, oh yeah, we, we were able to 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 stay dry the whole time. But uh, but no, that was a good trip. Uh, I've done two of those. Um, I did that one with you and the Sea Ray group, uh, and then we did a uh, uh, an air cam uh, trip out to the Bahamas as well. And for that, we uh, used my uh, Lance as a um, 
cargo ship to get everything out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, But I did all my air-to-air shooting from another air cam in that case. A lot of it was mounted. Most of it was mounted camera. It's uh, That same trip was covered by... Um, uh, AOPA magazine. They did. Oh, yeah. They did a yep. whole cover story on on that photo mission out there, and that was a pretty great trip. So you've shot from the air cam. You've shot from your own aircraft. I know that you just recently started working with Water Flying Magazine, what the SPA puts out every bi monthly. So what's that experience been like recently starting that? Well, except for having to put up with uh, Steve McCauley as my as my pilot that's this has really been it's, it's really been a pretty good experience how is he as a pilot you know i gotta say i've, I've flown with a lot of pilots in some of the best like steve hinton uh planes of fame uh i don't think anybody could ever say anything negative at all about that man and his his photo work and what he does and i've flown with a lot of the other photographers like uh, uh paul bowen and mike Pfizer and folks like that um uh, not flying the airplane for them, but shooting alongside them where they're shooting stills, I'm shooting movies, that kind of thing. Uh, but uh, Steve is really good. He's got a real natural feel for it. He's a photographer as well as a uh, very accomplished pilot. So he just looks back and sees what lens I have on the camera, and he knows where the, where he needs to be. That must you know, be helpful, having that teamwork. It's very, very helpful that way. And uh, the communication between uh, the the pilots, usually it's it's – Sometimes it's more than one airplane in, or two airplanes in formation. It might be three or four. But most of the work is a photo ship and a hero ship. And, uh, of course, we brief the, the hell out of that before we go so everybody knows what to expect. Uh, and, uh, but in reality, in most situations, it's the hero ship pilot that's doing the hard work. The photo ship pilot is holding his own his or her own, you know, holding altitude, holding course, if you're doing a straight line thing. And then you were bringing in the hero ship in for, you know, close-ups or whatever. Right. Know, but, but uh, boy, they got to be a couple of good pilots because uh, obviously you're not going to get the shot if you don't have good pilots. But you also uh, might not come out of it in one piece if you don't have good pilots. Right, flying the airplane first. Right. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I, I really enjoy the air-to-air stuff and especially doing it with you because it's it's just so natural. Um, you know, I'm, I'm humbled by your comments there, but it's just a lot of fun. I mean, it's kind of a gift, uh, a dream come true to be able to do it and especially do it with someone like you. So yeah, it's a lot of fun. There's a, there's a funny story about that. There was a a jet, I'm trying to remember the name of it, but it was a Canadian company that was trying to market a four place, uh, jet, which was a, like a Swiss jet trainer. And they were working out of working on this program to get it certified and so i went up and did the, some photography for them in the early days from promotional work some video work and we were shooting out of um i think we were sh- shooting out of a, a a piper lance at the time and uh, uh which of course the the airplane was the the lance was at the high end of its speed and the jet was at the low end of its speed um and we had a really good test pilot that was flying this thing and the way we would communicate and this is the way i usually do it i mean everybody's on the radio all the time but for most of the close-up work it's just hand signals you know so i want the guy to come in a little closer i just you know just nibble him in a little bit with my index finger you know he comes in so this fellow again i can't call him bob just because i can't remember his name but, (laughs) but uh so he's flying on our wing on our left wing and uh so uh i 
signal him in, and just like every good pilot that acknowledges the transmission, he he nods and he moves in five feet. That's usually what we do, five-foot increments. And then if I want more, we do it again. So he comes in, and I give him another little noodle in, and he nods, comes in another five feet. Do that again, comes in another five feet. Not quite there yet. I do one more time, and he goes, nope, not doing it. He shakes his head. <laughs> he just, That's I, his limit. I pushed him too far in that one. So. <clears throat> you know, it's really that appreciation for what is required to get that shot. You know, you don't see the formation flying. You don't see that craft that's trying to get that picture right the other craft right and uh and you know there's so much more to it it's not just the position but uh relative to the lens but also what's the background and and obviously the lighting is a great big big part of it and uh uh, shutter speed if you're shooting still shutter speed on the uh on the uh uh, on the camera so that you get the full prop arc and right then that's always a compromise because if you get a uh uh too slow a shutter speed then you're not going to get a sharp image and so you've got to find that right combination for every airplane and it changes based on the rpms that you're flying and whether it's a conventional engine turning 2400 or a rotax turning 4500 it's it's a big difference yeah the aerobatic airplanes have a fast spinning prop the geared engines and so that really affects that to get that beautiful arc that everyone wants to see in the photo Yep, exactly. And then whether it's a two-blade prop or a three-blade prop or four-blade prop, that makes a difference too. Oh, yeah, yeah. So if it's a, if it's a three-blade prop, then, uh, then you can use a lot slower shutter speed because it's filling that arc up. So those are a few of the tricks that, that you know, you learn over, over the time. But a lot of times what I'll do when I first go out is I'll make sure I get a good, sharp, crisp image, and I might use uh, a shutter speed that, uh, freezes the prop and doesn't give us the full prop arc. Um, but I know I've got the shot, and then you back up from there and start getting cooler shots with maybe super slow shutter speed so that the if you're close to the ground so that the background blurs, you know, that sort of stuff. That's when the, the photography starts to pop. But you also need to think about, you know, are there clouds or is it just a blue sky or, you know, is there what do you see in the shot besides the airplane? And when you do see something in the background, is the airplane standing out from – you know, let's say if you're over woods, but the airplane happens to have green wingtips, for example, when well, yep. you lose the wingtip. So right. you, so you got to find a different background for that sort of thing. So it's not necessarily one size fits all, like yeah, the aircraft true. is better with the sky in the background, you know, clouds or a perfect blue sky. So it really depends. Right. It's constantly changing. And we always like to have the seaplanes against water with water in the in the background someplace. And so the people, you know, what people don't see is like when we did the Pilatus Porter uh, last year, I went out the day before. We were actually supposed to go to the Bahamas with the Porter. We were really hoping to shoot it in the Bahamas, and we really were losing our window to do that, so we had to shoot it closer to home. Well, I went out the day before and circumnavigated Lake Okeechobee, which is like a 180-mile flight just to go around Lake Okeechobee looking for a spot that would be good for the photo shoot. And we found one little spot there on the south shore our secret honey hole with those those uh royal palm trees there and that just made the most spectacular background for the porter right that would that was uh it was good and if you hadn't have done that scouting trip we might not have figured that out until it was too late you know but it also happened to be two miles away from the airport which (laughs) Which was was really nice Yeah. yeah So we didn't have all that ferry time to, you know, fly around the lake and waste all that time looking for the background. 
but uh, you know, part of it is is picking where you're going to shoot. We're we're doing this from Winter Haven, and uh, fortunately, from Winter Haven, there's a lot of really pretty opportunities um, close by for us to do aerial work. You can go up north into the Green Swamp area, or uh, go out to the east to uh, Peace River. Uh, I'm sorry, Kissimmee River area, stuff like that. There's a lot of a lot of nice backgrounds around here. Go down around uh, Lakeland Mulberry area for some of that uh, phosphate mine reclamation stuff. Yeah, the beautiful water on that stuff. So, you know, I don't think a lot of people realize how some of the positions that the photographer ends up in 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 doing this photo work. Uh, Why don't you tell our audience a little bit about, you know, how you are actually positioned in the airplane and, you know, what what that really means. Well, it it can be a little bit awkward if you're, if you're shooting, let's say if we're shooting out of uh, out of your Super Cub, uh, I can either be in the front seat or in the back seat. Uh, uh, either one works. Uh, it's if I'm shooting um, backwards, at shooting if I want a three quarter front of the airplane, then I'm better off in the back seat. If I want a three quarter rear, I'm better off in the front seat. So we just have to decide what's the best place for the photographer to be and then of course in the super cub if i'm in the front seat all of your flaps and water rudders and radios and everything else are out of your reach if you're flying from the back seat mm-hmm. so i've not only got a photograph but i've also got to switch frequencies and you know i've got to be your your hands on the on the uh, panel as well um but uh uh sometimes the the best position that i find is sitting in the front seat of the Super Cub, side saddle with my feet hanging out, you know, so then I've, I've got more mobility, you know, side to side, forward, forward. And the only thing then that doesn't work is if I want to go out the left window and shoot uh, the other side of the airplane, then i got to get my feet in and cross the control stick, and, and it's a little bit more awkward shooting out of that side because I don't have the big door open. Yeah, yeah. Um, of course, the uh, air cam is pretty spectacular to shoot out of. I've got a lot of air cam time uh, as a photographer. Just, uh, gosh, I've only got about two hours of actual air cam flying time. Uh, but uh, A lot of time in them, though. I've got much time, much time in, in the airplanes. And you can actually shoot out of the backseat of the airplane as well. The stuff that I shot for the water fly, current water flying magazine of the um, uh, uh, multi-engine rating to back up uh, that story uh, I actually shot out of the back seat of that airplane because yeah. that was just the better place to be for what I was doing for what that mission was. And by the way, if you haven't seen the issue of Waterflying Magazine that Brad is mentioning, it is by far, I'm very so proud of it because I think it is by far the best looking cover we've ever had on the magazine. And that's one of the, the huge assets that we've gained with bringing Brad on board as our, our photographer and, and getting to work with people like Phil Lockwood, who, who also know the industry. Literally, the air cam was built to be a photo ship. That was the whole purpose of the design of the airplane. Well, I've, I've got to give a little bit of credit to uh, Phil's son, Ian. Uh, Lockwood was my photo boat driver. And uh, that's a uh, – uh, because we, I'd spend, I don't know, 30 or 40 days a year shooting boat-to-boat work, uh, I have a huge appreciation for – the photo boat driver, and sometimes oh, yeah. I'm the photo boat driver as well. I, you know, in, in our company, um, I might shoot one day, I might drive the photo boat another day, um, and it's a it, it's an art because uh, it's dangerous, you know. And and uh, Ian caught on real quickly and and uh, 
uh, I was glad to have Ian at the helm for that one. Yeah, you hear a lot of discussion about uh, ground-to-air photography and air-to-air photography, but I don't think you hear a lot of discussion about boat-to-air photography. <laughs> no, that, that is a little unusual for sure. And it's neat because we got Mark Twombly's take on it last time, so we actually get to hear what was it like from the boat. So you well, wouldn't think that, you know, it was really intensive, but what you describe is it's, it's a whole process. Well, the, the other thing about that is that uh, I think you'll notice on those that you don't see much of the prop on that cover shot uh, of the airplane prop, but those were not slow shutter speeds. The mission there was not to get the prop arc. It was to get a good, sharp image. But, you know, the boat is running at 50 miles an hour, you know, and the lake is never smooth more than one time, one run, you know. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, so we're bouncing around a little bit, and you've got 50 miles an hour of wind, and so anyhow, I, I shot. I think I shot most of that stuff at a two hundredth or two hundred fiftieth of a second. You can, just about double what, at least right. double what we normally shoot. Now that work that actually will work with the with the Rotax, yeah, because of the high RPM uh, and the three blade prop, then I can shoot uh, perhaps as much as a two hundredth of a second and still get a full prop arc on the Rotax. Yeah, normally we're down the sixty one hundred range. Right. So just an awesome cover, like. Like what Steve said, it really is the best-looking cover that I think oh, SBA has ever had. Thanks. And knowing what went behind the shot, I think, just makes it that much sweeter. Well, part of it is the is the camera gear, you know. So uh, I, I shoot with a Canon uh, 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 5D Mark III. I don't yet own a Mark IV. Uh, I rent a, a Mark IV when I have the budget for it, but I don't own one yet. But Phil's got one, so I borrow Phil's every now and then. I've got an EOS 1D, yeah, so. Yeah, yeah, well, <laughs> I know, I know. You're, you're going to be sorry you mentioned that. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but you know, it, it, I think at that level of equipment, uh, whether it's um, Canon or Nikon, or I'm really not much familiar with the other brands. I know there's some good stuff out there, but... Um, for the still photography, I'm I'm a Canon guy just because we invested in that early on, and that's where all my glass is. So, uh, uh, but for the a lot of the movie stuff that we do, uh, besides the fabulous GoPro equipment that's just come up so far, and I know you just bought the GoPro Nine, yep. which I haven't even seen yet, other than <laughs> holding yours lovingly. But the uh, I don't know how they can improve on the Eight. The Eight's so spectacular, you know, but. But uh, apparently they have. Yeah, it's a big jump, 5K. So a right. uh, pretty significant increase and a lot better stability, too. So I'm I'm dying to get it on the airplane and get it out there. Yeah. It's going to look too. so good. Yeah. But the, uh, but the camera that I – my kind of go-to camera equipment for mounted cameras, if it's not a GoPro, is the Panasonic uh, GH series. The GH4, the GH5S. GH5 didn't work so well. The stabilization was not as good, but uh, – uh, but the uh, the five S is is a pretty good camera. There's, there's, and there's a new Panasonic out that I haven't got my hands on that yet either. That's a full frame. The uh, GH four uh, and five series are four thirds pickups and and uh, four thirds chips, and uh, the new one is a full frame. So I'm looking forward to that because you know, shoot, you could go out and shoot you know Star Wars with that camera. Yeah, we shoot a lot of uh, Panasonic uh, cameras uh, for the. Video work, at least. Right. Yeah. Well, that's my primary uh, camera and for 80% of what I do in the video world, whether it's airplanes or boats or, or you know, lawnmowers, is I use a, 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 the same camera that you have, which is the uh, DVX200, I think it's called. Yep. And, uh, and then we've just – we still have a pair of those, but we've also upgraded 
We now have the DVX. Uh, it's not DVX. It's something else, HVX or something, 350s. And the reason we went to those is because we can shoot 4K at 60 frames per second, whereas with the other one, we can only go to HD 60, uh, 60 frames yeah, per second. Yeah, 1080, yeah. So, you know, that's the thing. It's just, you know, it's cat and mouse. So he upgraded cameras, and I have to upgrade cameras. He doesn't have the GoPro 9. I have the GoPro 9. So it's just this constant uh, keep up with the Joneses. As soon as you buy equipment and you think you've got the ultimate camera, yeah, they, they come out with another one. But you got to get it, right? You got to. You can't help yourself. Of course, yeah. We've got to get that next ca- shot. As you know, we've got two new cameras in the office. We've They've been here a week, and we haven't shot either one Staring of them yet. Staring at them lovingly. Yes, yes. So, you know, we've gone through, you know, your still work, air-to-air stuff, the filming, what you've done for SBA as far as flying the waterways, flying America's waterways, and then boating compatibility. I know you shot both of those videos. Um, tell us a little bit about that. I know it's been a few years since they came out. Well, I think uh, I think what, what started it all, what started that was the need for, for uh, uh, the, the Flying America's Waterways was an advocacy video. I always have a hard time with that word. Um, where uh, the association, Seaplane Pilots Association, needed to get the word out that seaplanes are not an evil thing to have on your lake and, you know, they're 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 a good thing, not a bad thing. And uh, so we came up with that uh, that particular story uh, storyline, which I think is pretty cute. It's awfully dated, but it's still the message is still good. Mm-hmm. And if we ever get around to it, we may up upgrade it. You know, yeah, I think we new, need to do that. Do a new version of yeah. that. But that was kind of fun. Um, you know, kind of took uh, uh, a humorous look at uh, at at a, at a serious message, uh, and I think it worked well for us. Um, the uh, boating compatibility video was also an advo- advocacy. See, I can, there's that word. That <laughs> You're great. doing good. Advocacy <laughs> video, but it was also also a safety video. It served two purposes there, and uh, uh, we went to uh, a lot of the shooting we did for that out in Seattle. Um, had had uh, some help from the Kenmore folks and the Seattle Police Department. They have a boat unit out there, as you know. That's used to dealing with seaplanes. Okay, so Brad, out of all of your, your shooting of airplanes and, and specifically for the Seaplane Pilots Association and shooting seaplanes, what's your favorite photo shoot? Well, it's kind of hard to nail down because almost all of them have been fun. Uh, every now and then they're, they're, they're more work than fun or, uh, you know, the circumstances aren't what you expected them to be for, you know, under the conditions, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, we live here in Florida and we are right next door to the Bahama Islands. Yes, we are. And it's pretty hard to beat any photo shoot in the Bahamas, <laughs> unless you're in a hurry, then that's a problem. <laughs> as long as you got, you know, an extra manana man, then you're, you're okay, you know. But, <laughs> but uh, we did one uh, that you were not involved with, uh, which isn't why I like this shoot so much. Oh, but, yeah, sure. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> but uh, but uh, uh, it was... So uh, his favorite photo shoot. The one, the, the one photo shoot you were not involved right. in just it happens favorite, to be my favorite one. Uh, but it was uh, AirCam. Uh, uh, AirCam put together a, uh, a sortie out to uh, Stella Maris, uh, uh, and we went out and did a did a piece out there, and that was, that was pretty spectacular because a lot of the shoots that I've done um, for manufacturers have been around an event 
and they're, we're not there for the photography. We're there for the event, and I just mm-hmm. try to get what I can get. Those are, that's when it's not so much fun for me. Nobody wants to get up at the sunrise. They want to have breakfast and go out at 10 o'clock when the light is not what we want it to be. <clears throat> um, but this particular one, uh, we were there for the photo mission, and uh, and that was pretty great, and we got some pretty spectacular stuff. I was not shooting any of the stills. Um, that was all done uh, by uh, Chris Rose yep. from AOPA, who was the photographer on that. I uh, was responsible for the movie stuff, and so Chris and I worked nicely together doing that doing that kind of work but that was a pretty great shoot now my favorite shoot though was had nothing to do with airplanes okay it was also here in winter haven we did a uh, piece for a um, uh, casino uh, in macau china and what they needed was a when you walk into the uh, casino this is a big place i mean this is a huge monster this makes anything in las vegas look tiny um and there's a, about 120 foot long by 30 feet tall uh, video screen. Uh, so then the curtains comes back, comes curtains come back. Then you what you see is an aquarium, and it's all CG. It's all really cool stuff. And then magically appears a mermaid. That's computer generated for those right. of you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. So magically appears a mermaid swimming in this in this uh, CG computer-generated world. And um, so my job was to shoot the mermaids. So we did what I think was the first, and as far as I know, the only 3D underwater slow-motion motion control of naked women that was ever been, that's ever been done. So, <laughs> uh, so and, and to do that, we had, um, we had uh, uh, seven uh, mermaids. Five of them were professional mermaids from Wikiwachi. Two of them were uh, mermaids that uh, were strippers who worked in the rec bar in Fort Lauderdale. You're old stomping girls. <laughs> so, so, uh, so the girls all had to work topless. They had ta- they had their bottoms were tails, but they they had to work topless. And the uh, uh, the body paint was all they had on. Uh, but those the body paint were used as the markers for the character generator. Uh, to to key in on to follow and stuff like that. So that was probably that was uh, three days in the swimming pool here in Winter Haven, by the way, uh, shooting uh, uh, seven uh, half naked women and just swimming around. And it was it was almost almost as good as flying uh, seaplanes in the Bahamas. Almost oh. as good, but not quite there. Not Did quite. you get hazardous duty pay for that? Uh, no. <laughs> Oh, that is a fantastic story. Oh, wow. I've got to do a shout-out for WikiWatchy, though, because if you have not been to WikiWatchy, if you don't know what WikiWatchy is, uh, it's, a, it's a gem. It's one of the great wonders of the world, and you can go see probably the only fully choreographed underwater mermaid show in the world. Uh, and it uh, has been around since the late 1940s in Florida, and it's a national landmark and national uh, historic thing. So I wouldn't have said anything about Wikiwachi, but since you brought it up, and it's one of those kind of old Florida, for those of us that are Florida natives, it was something we all grew up with. But the women are clothed. At Wikiwatchy. Just to point that out, yes. it is a family-friendly attraction. Is Everyone a, is clothed. Is Thank a, you, Abby. Yeah, yeah, it's a good, a good point. I, <laughs> it's a very, very good point. Uh, but, I, you know, talking about the Florida attractions, uh, uh, the classics like Marineland and uh, 
uh, Seaquarium in Miami and Ocean Wiki, World, Wiki Wachee and uh, uh, and Cypress Gardens. This is all long before Disney, but I got my start in photography at Cypress Gardens. I worked mm-hmm. there for uh, uh, back in the uh, early seventies. Yeah, that was quite a. I mean, again, growing up, I I remember going to summer camp and we learned how to water ski from the Cypress Gardens water skiers. And uh, here in Winter Haven, it's it's kind of you're part of the clan. You're you're really in the in community and. We have a lot of the former Cypress Gardens water skiers and even the glider pilot uh, that are members, active members of the Seaplane Association, including Mike and yourself. Right, right. Yeah, some of those names like Richard Johnson and uh, folks like that. that Roger Olson and the gang yeah. and all those guys. Yep, yeah. Yep. So. Just a great story. <laughs> I can't get over it. I'm sorry. I'm still She's still blushing. It. She's still it's, blushing from that, that one. That is the funniest thing. Um, we did not discuss that before we started doing this. And I'm so glad that you just pulled that out of your hat because that is just a fantastic story. Yeah, I'm glad you enjoyed it because, <laughs> because I and the rest of the crew enjoyed it very much. <laughs> One of the one of the perks of uh, having to get up and see the sunrise every day when you make a living with a camera, then every now and then it pays off. Oh, there you go. Every now and then. <laughs> wow, that. Um, so my next question here, not really a challenge. So kind of moving over away from that fantastic experience. So um, we kind of talked about you know the challenge of air to air, what you've had to do physically hanging out of an airplane to get that shot. So can you give us kind of an experience of what you've learned through all of this? Uh, hang on. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure that seatbelt's tight. <laughs> uh, if I'm, uh, a lot of times if I'm working uh, out of a helicopter, um, I can either work with a mount, you know, uh, like a, a, a various various camera mounts. That, Bungee that, mounts and stuff. Yeah, yeah. well, and, and the more sophisticated, like the Cineflex and stuff oh, yeah. like that. Then we're getting... You know, half-million-dollar pieces of equipment. But uh, a lot of the work that I do in helicopters, I'm standing, literally standing on the skid, and uh, because it's uh, a much better position if we're shooting. This is usually for shooting boats, and we're doing passes, high-speed passes and shooting straight down and stuff like that. And then... It's just difficult to do that any other way. So I'm just literally standing on the skid, harnessed in. I've got a parachute harness, basically, that's been adapted to make that work. <clears throat> but whether it's that or just hanging it, sitting side saddle, hanging out of Steve's uh, Super Cub, <clears throat> uh, one of the things that I learned early on is uh, I don't wear shorts. <laughs> uh, and the reason is because uh, I have hair on my legs. I, I quit shaving years ago. I have hair on my legs, and uh, and by the time the uh, 50, 60, 70 mile an hour wind starts pounding that hair on my legs, it just hurts like hell. <laughs> After a couple of you hours, it's not that, fun anymore. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and the other one that I learned by losing a, a pair of uh, 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 topsiders was uh, double tie your shoelaces because, A, you need to make sure the shoe is secure, but secondly, if the shoelace comes loose and it's flopping in that 70-mile-an-hour breeze, 
it's just beating the tar out of your ankles. And I've actually come back with bloody ankles from a shoe because there's no way to stop what you're doing and tie your shoe. You're just stuck with it. So, by the way, if you were at Kennedy Space Center and you had a pair of topsiders fall <laughs> on your head, uh, Brad is looking for his topsiders, and you can contact us at spa at seaplanes.org and let know, Brad, how to get his topsiders back, please. Is there a reward? Are we offering anything? <laughs> Speaking of rewards, uh, you said early on in this thing is that if people stuck around to the end of this, they get something. What do they get? So is that telling us you want to leave, or it's time to cue the reward? No, I'm just, (laughs) I'm just, I'm just a little disappointed that you have to give prizes away so people will sit back and listen to me for half an hour. Well, since you mentioned it, if you're listening today. And you, you will hear us talk about the Seaplane Pilots Association at the very end. But if you're listening today, we encourage you to go join uh, seaplanes.org. Uh, give us a call. Just uh, send us an email at spa at seaplanes.org. If you join today, we're going to send you a, or if after listening to this podcast, mention the fact that you listen to the podcast and we'll send you a free set of seaplane pilot wings uh, for you if you are a seaplane pilot. so Can I get some myself? Uh, you can't get some. <laughs> I'll have Abby Penna set on you when we get done. Okay. So uh, there we have it. We're trying to go through all this. Bloody ankles, uh, hair beating your legs, the hazards of being an air-to-air pilot uh, for the Seaplane Pilots Association. So what can we expect to uh, see in the future? Do you have? Do we have anything uh, coming? That uh... we sort of touched on it, but I want to hear more. <laughs> <laughs> oh, on the uh, the Sierra Papa four eleven Sierra Papa, right? Four eleven four one one Sierra Papa. You're right. Oh. Um, yeah, the uh, one of my uh, clients uh, is Super Petrol Aircraft, Super Petrol USA. Beautiful little airplane that's built in Brazil and. Um, and if you haven't seen it, just jump on the internet and go to Super Petrol USA, and you'll see what I'm talking about. Um, a great little light sport amphib um, uh, by wing. And uh, as a new client, I expect to spend a little bit more time in that airplane, not just taking pictures of it. Uh, and uh, uh, hopefully it's, uh, uh, it's uh, in Seaplane Pilots Association livery here in the near future. There you go. It would be a beautiful thing. We look forward to it. So, uh, and that's a whole nother show. I think we'll have you back for talking about the Super Petrol because uh, there's going to be a training process where you, Mark, and myself go through uh, the factory training to get certified to fly it for the insurance. And um, then that's where our adventure is going to begin. A whole nother set of adventures with the Super Petrol. Yep, I'm looking forward to that one for sure. So, Brad, thank you for explaining a little bit about how we get this shot uh, for Waterflying Magazine. It's always a pleasure to spend time with you, and uh, I hope we have more opportunities to do this. Um, I'm happy to happy to be here, happy to come back. Uh, just give me a shout. I'm an hour up the road. There you go. Okay. Abby, it's been a great. So glad you joined us today. If you like today's show... I highly encourage you to join the Seaplane Pilots Association and become a member of the largest seaplane community in the world. Members receive Water Flying, the only full-color glossy magazine dedicated to the seaplane community. And it's available in both printed and digital form. 
Your membership also includes access to the Water Landing Directory app, which has the Seaplane Flight School Directory and a calendar of seaplane events, not only here in the United States, but around the world. The association hosts regular educational workshops, safety seminars, and gatherings for seaplane pilots and anyone with a passion for seaplanes. So look us up online at seaplanes.org, join our community, and support our mission of protecting and promoting water flying.